Hey everybody, Casey Hendrickson here. You're listening to a segment from my radio show from 95.3 MNC. To get the daily show prep and other exclusive posts sent right to your email, go to my website, theburningtruth.us, and sign up for my free newsletter. Watch the live stream during the radio show every afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern Time at trovo.live slash CaseyTheHost. Or subscribe for premium content at special.tv. Just search for my name. Enjoy this podcast. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Boy, that could be the longest news break I think that we have ever had. Anyway, we've got a very special guest who I now feel really bad for having John Hayward, who is the National Security Deputy Editor for Breitbart News. I feel bad for having on hold that long. John, how you doing, man? Welcome to the program. I'm doing great. There's no trouble at all. I can always use more news. Well, there's there's that. At least at least we're trying to give you at least a balanced approach to it. Man, we have got to talk about the World Health Organization. Uh, yeah, exactly. We gotta talk about the World Health Organization in China, man. This is this has been something that I have been on in December. It, it just it, tell me if this kind of if you hit you the same way. In December, we're learning about all of this. China, in my opinion, was already acting very funny. And the history with China and the World Health Organization I had that in the back of my mind, but I instantly saw how China was shutting everything off. They weren't cooperating. They weren't helping. They were taking information offline. It seemed like China had been caught doing something they shouldn't be doing, if not intentionally releasing this thing. Is that the same impression that you got pretty early on? That that is. I have always thought the most likely explanation is that the coronavirus came out of one of China's laboratories in the Wuhan area, probably not on purpose, probably an inadvertent release, maybe bad handling of some animal products or something that got it out of there, and that once it began spreading through Wuhan, which clearly surprised the Chinese government, they had no idea it was going to be as bad as it was, once it started spreading, they made a conscious decision to export it to the rest of the world, and they did everything they could, including using their leverage at the World Health Organization to disable every effort to block the coronavirus and prevent it from spreading. All of a sudden, travel bans were the worst thing in the world. You couldn't even think about denying Chinese people access to your country. That was xenophobia. And so they made darn sure it got exported to every corner of the planet. And then once the whole world had it, China set about winning the political war over the coronavirus. And I think this World Health Organization report we're talking about was, to them, the capstone of that effort. They now have the report on the table from the international health body that says the laboratory release theory is the least likely possibility, even though there's no evidence for any of the others. And China's preferred conspiracy theories, like it came out of an American biolab, are being treated as if they were serious and and we'll never know. I mean, basically, that whole report is who's saying, throwing up its hands and saying, we'll never know where this thing came from. That's the only way to really interpret it. That's a win for China. You know, and I had I lost track of how many things and people they've actually blamed, right? Because there was the army soldiers running the marathon there, and uh, they blamed India. They blamed a couple of other places. So China has this this revolving door of blame that they have been using. And when you talked about the political war, one aspect of that was making sure that nobody called it the Wuhan virus anymore or the China virus because they didn't want to be tied to it in any way. And, you know, Western social justice warriors were all too happy to accommodate them and continue to spread Chinese Communist Party propaganda. And now we've got this report like you're talking about where the World Health Organization, who has admitted freely in press conferences, they knew that this virus was transmitted from person to person in December 
And yet all the way through mid-January was publicly telling everybody that wasn't the case. So we've got a real problem with the World Health Organization, but we also have the, the WHO advisor who says that this report isn't very credible. So there's at least some resistance to this latest report. Is that true? Yes, and I think that's a really interesting development. The director general of the World Health Organization, uh, the, the head of that group, is known to be sympathetic to China generally, Dr. Tedros. But he came out and said that report isn't really credible. He backed away from it, surprisingly so, when it came out. And I think when you get to the bottom of what he and other officials at the organization have said, it all boils down to them saying, hey, we'll never know where this thing came from, so take this report as our final word, you know, and let's move on. That's what everybody's kind of chanting in unison now. It's time to move on and work out a pandemic treaty and make sure that there aren't any future pandemics. But I think the, the more cynical people involved in this would say they're just accepting the reality that China will never permit a full investigation that would actually reveal the origins of the coronavirus. So we're going to go through the motions and try to flesh out these other theories. And meanwhile, let's look to the future and have good policies. I read that entire report. It's about 120 pages long. It's pretty dense in the middle of it. But the most interesting thing about it is that there's almost no evidence for the concept of animals in nature spreading the coronavirus. That's the preferred theory. That's the most likely theory, they tell us. And yet they can't find any animals that actually did it. They found animals that have caught the coronavirus from humans, but they have yet to find animals that transferred it to each other or that could plausibly have given it to humans. And they've studied a huge volume of samples, and they can't find that missing link. And that's really interesting interesting. And some of the, the scientists pushing back against this report have said that lack of evidence is quite damning. They should have found those animals, but they can't. And again, we're talking with John Hayward. He's with Breitbart News. He's the National Security Deputy Editor. Um, a while back, relatively early on in, in, well, I would say right before we got into last summer, John, there was a, a report that came out. It was a Russian, I, I think he was a, a virologist. I'm not exactly sure. I'm trying to draw from memory now. And he said that in, in the Wuhan laboratory, they were doing, quote, crazy things. Now, he said that they weren't doing it in a nefarious way. They were trying to, I guess, work on HIV. And, of course, the uh, the NIH has, you know, a history with working with Wuhan for HIV and everything else. But um, he said that what they were doing, essentially, is they were creating viruses from animals that could leak to human beings in order to try and fight them off. And that was supposed to help them in their fight against HIV. And he felt that that was extremely dangerous because now you're creating a whole new category of infectious diseases that we didn't have before. And lo and behold, we've got a coronavirus now. They tell us it comes from bats, right? And, and here it is infecting human beings all over the world, even though there's very little evidence that this could even happen in nature like you just pointed out. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's an interesting disease. You know, it's obviously horrible, and it's destroyed the entire world. It's it's shaken the world order to its very core, but we still don't really know exactly where it came from or exactly how all this got started, and none of the theories that we're looking at really fit the pattern of actual events that occurred. There's another story from before the pandemic began that the Chinese found some hideous disease in a cave somewhere. There was a cave, not in Wuhan, but it was elsewhere in China, and some miners working in that cave got really, really 
really sick, and the disease they caught was brought to Wuhan for study. And that, some people think, might have been what eventually became the coronavirus that we all know and love, that, that that's how it started. So it could have been essentially benevolent scientific research or, or towards the idea of making cures, not making a bioweapon. But that doesn't change how dangerous the thing was or how it got released. And until now, it's been common knowledge that Chinese laboratories have very poor security procedures. They, of course, bristle yes. with umbrage if you say this, but this is like the worst kept secret in the world, that their laboratories have terrible security procedures and they're constantly losing track of materials that were given to them and having security breaches. Yeah, there was actually an inspection of this lab just a couple of years before the uh, the pandemic hit that said that there was great risk for anything getting out of this thing. So, you know, I, I talked about that early on in the pandemic, too. It used to we used to hear a lot about Europe, maybe potentially the United States, obviously with uh, regime change now in the U.S. That changes a little bit um, where the world was essentially looking to hold China responsible for this, because at the end of the day, whether China intentionally released it or if it escaped from their lab, China clearly, clearly throttled the WHO and the international response while allowing it to spread globally with these international flights. And that is the, the one thing that nobody seems to disagree on at all, and China doesn't really have a defense on. We used to hear about this, we're gonna make China pay, there, there's gonna be something that happens from that after this pandemic is over. I don't hear any talk about that now. Have you heard any rumblings about that going forward? Or have countries basically said, we're just gonna try and move on beyond this and look at this new treaty? I would say probably the only rumblings you hear about that come from Australia, which has been one of the most severe critics, the Australian government of China. And they've been demanding a full and open investigation, and the Chinese have been making economic war against them to punish yeah. them for doing that, for, for demanding the, to, to find out where the coronavirus came from. They seem like they're pushing pretty hard. But most of the rest of the world, I think, is slowly, gradually knuckling under to China's demands, mostly because they feel like it's a fait accompli. I think that's the vibe you get from this. World Health Organization report that this is the best we can do. We're never going to be able to answer these questions. And China is not so subtly telling everybody, if you keep hassling us about the coronavirus, we'll punish you. If you hassle us about human rights and, and the abuses that we visit upon the people that are captive people in China, we will punish you. We'll, we'll make that hurt if you cause problems for us. But if you get along with us and you do what we want, then we can all get rich together. That's the message that China is, is sending around the world. And after this grueling, demoralizing year of the pandemic, that's a message that resonates in some quarters. There are people that are willing to just call this a draw and say, we'll never really know what happened in early 2020, but now we have to live in the new world that the coronavirus has made. And for my audience's benefit, let's not forget that China bought up all of Australia's PPE at the beginning of this thing, and they were basically left on their own. Uh, well, mm -hmm. John Hayward, great articles. You got three really great ones I'm going to put in my daily show prep for my audience today. I thank you so much for the time. I really wish I had more time with you, but we'll get you on another time again. Well, thank you very much for having me. All right. We appreciate it. We got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Thanks for checking out this latest podcast on a segment from my radio show on 95.3 MNC. Don't forget to check out my new website with store at caseyhendrickson.com. And if you want knives or custom Kydex holsters, go to my other website, asdefense.com. We'll catch you next time.